Welcome to Tracy Cochran's weekly guided meditation at the Hudson River Sangha. Tracy's teachings are given freely. If you'd like to support the teacher and the Sangha, please visit Tracy's website at tracycochran.org. There you'll find ways to donate, and any contribution will be welcome. Enjoy the guided meditation. So, when I, I, I sent around a little note uh, to remind people to come, I he began to retell the story I told before. But uh, it stays with me. It's I was hurrying up the street one day in Manhattan to go teach. I was going to teach mindfulness at New York Insight uh, uh, Urban Meditation Center. And I was stopped along the way by a fake Buddhist monk. And other people in this community have had this experience. He was selling golden tickets for lifetime peace and happiness. And I remember taking umbrage, though he looked quite friendly, I must admit, but impersonating a monk, how dare he? But long story short, I was running late, you know the feeling. And so I gave him the change from my expensive Starbucks latte, and he gave me a golden ticket, which I still have. And I planned to go to the center and kind of brandish this ticket. Like, imagine that. Imagine thinking you could buy a ticket to happiness, to peace. But even as I kind of rehearsed, I realized that there's something in us that does this all the time. Maybe this book, this course, this teacher, this something. But there was something else that struck me, not just that day, but in the years since. That I mounted the steps to the podium that had a big, beautiful Buddha and a huge bell, and it was taking my seat in, in front of the Buddha and reminding myself that I was representing a path, that I was, in a sense, at the end of this long line of people stretching back and back and back to the Buddha and the Buddhas before the Buddha because in the ancient cosmology, he was just one Buddha of infinite Buddhas. And at any rate, it struck me that it was at once something to feel very proud of and to take seriously, to represent a path. And at the same time, to let myself know that this thing called path isn't a straight line. 
I remember learning years ago that the Aborigines in Australia called white people lying people, lying people. They thought we were crazy because the way we construct reality is that it's a straight line rushing forward. And they knew it was a circle. A circle in the sense of connection. And Dogen, the medieval Zen master, built on this, reminding people that when we sit together, like we're about to sit right now, we're sitting down in a circle with all people in all times who have tried to awaken, who have undertaken this practice. And I also had to remind myself that this thing called mindfulness or presence it's, it's typically, at the moment, translated as presence. I say typically, that means within the community of this Theravada Buddhist way of sitting. Um, but this presence isn't the property of one teaching, however great it's an innate potential. It's an awareness that exists within us right now. Presence. There's an awareness that can see. And so it, it's begun to occur to me that the path is really more like a, a ladder. It, it's something vertical. And so, because I'm from Western culture, I thought of Jacob's letter with angels going up and down. And apparently in Islam, Jacob's letter connects heaven and earth. And not just heaven and earth, because that is so in Judaism and Christianity, but creation from the beginning to the end. And the way this can be related to personally and in terms of presence is that when we sit together as we're sitting, we are being invited to descend into our embodied experience, to, to move from ideas and wishes and aspirations that live mostly in our thinking, to go down into the feelings, into the sensations, into the body, so that we can discover truths that can be thought but experienced. And I happened upon 
a quote from C.S. Lewis that probably many of us have heard. He said, I sat with my anger long enough until she, he used the pronoun she, until she told me her name was grief. This descent into awakening is a process of being with, being with our experience, with compassion and openness, discovering that we have inside an authentic self. And we don't usually use that word in Buddhism, but it refers to a state of being when we are more present, body, heart, and mind. That latter again. The path is a work of allowing ourselves to recollect, to recollect, or remember who we really are. Bringing that witness, that compassionate witness, to what appears inside us, our fear, our sorrow, our anger, our love, everything, our confusion. So why don't we sit together for 20 minutes and see for ourselves instead of Tracy going on about ladders. We'll see. We'll sense. We'll feel. So let yourself take a comfortable seat, upright, and relaxed. Let your eyes close. Notice how it feels to be present, feet on the floor, sensation as it appears to you today. How does it feel to be here today? And notice how it feels to, to really let yourself be just like this. and see that there's an attention here, an awareness that doesn't have to be created or sought. It's here. And 
you might experience it as a light or as a sensation or in any number of other ways and attending. But notice that this knowing is present. Just let yourself rest in this stillness. Noticing that you can let everything be present, every thought and belief, whatever's popping up, it can be here. And you can come back to the sensation of feet on the floor or breathing or sensation in the body. Notice that uh, even if you feel a difficult emotion, this awareness can attend with compassion, openness. No comment, just present. And notice that this presence allows us to soften.
Just sink, sink into sensation, into presence. Give up all striving to be a different way. And just be. When you get taken by thinking or picturing or an emotion, notice that you can come back to the body, to the feet on the floor, and just soften. Oh, and let yourself open to an awareness that allows that sees with compassion
notice how it feels to experience stillness as not darkness, but warmth, light. Letting be. And notice that even hard things can be touched by this softness, this allowing attention. Just welcomed as human.
just rest in stillness. Everything be just as it is.
Thank you. Thank you so much for your practice. And I would love, we'd all love to hear any comments or observations or questions you may be having about your practice. So please feel free to speak. Hi, everyone. It's Wayne. Hi, Wayne. I guess you can see that it's Wayne. Um, I notice Tracy knows, and some of you know, that I pick up on words and try to understand some of the words, even though those are constructs and, you know, but they're, they're important to me as well. And, um, so I see some of some of the words that are used are like the anchor words, like go back to your body, go back to sensation. And then some of them are noticing what's present more. And um, so those are attention, um, presence, notice that there's a presence. And the one that I really connect with and kind of like the most, which has been so meaningful to me, has been noticed that there's a stillness. And um, I still kind of go back to that. And, you know, in the past, Tracy has said, when we say stillness, we don't mean quiet. We mean not striving. And I love the notion of not striving because I've spent my life striving for things all the time. And though, you know, that one area that you introduced has been very significant. And it kind of goes along with your distinction also that you've made that I really like between um, letting something go and letting something be. That letting something be is, is more akin to the stillness, to the not striving. Because even in letting go, you feel like you have you almost have to do something. Or if you're not letting go, then you're doing something wrong. Whereas the the stillness is just there for you to experience. So um, no suffering here today. I just wanted to share how grateful I was, I am for the Sangha and for Tracy. A wonderful old friend who I'm seeing on the Sangha with us. That's wonderful. So I'm feeling great and I love the stillness. And I have to learn at this point in my life to leave striving behind. I, I, I'm all in on leaving striving behind. So thank you. Thank you. Just don't strive too hard to let go of striving. Um, so I, I just want to also make the point that these aren't separate movements, that coming back to the body, and sometimes I say come home, but I'm saying coming back tonight because recently someone didn't like the word home because she had a very difficult, chaotic home. So I'm just saying that because words, it's a very interesting practice in itself to notice how you respond to words. 
and not to get too like attached, but this move, nonetheless, there is this movement of return to the present moment, to present moment experience. And the body is our anchor in the present moment. But, so this movement, which is a movement towards what they would call concentration, which means settling down, not being dispersed. This movement also opens us. And by allowing us to be still, when we come back to the body, and stillness is like, I used to picture like, you know, those protests where people would just lie down in the street and just not move. I'm not moving. Um, being still invites us to see that there's an awareness that's already present that isn't thinking. It's more akin to seeing. Most of us experience it as seeing, but not everybody. Some people, it's a kind of attending or listening. So um, I'm, I appreciate what you said, but also this whole practice is full, and, and every practice towards awakening is full of these seeming paradoxes that when we do this very simple thing of coming back to the body, we also open. And yeah, I agree with you. I start using letting be because letting go can sometimes feel like more doing, more stuff to do. Like I have to get rid of stuff. And, and as you clearly have discovered too that sometimes when you just let things be it's a way to be free to just let things settle and yeah it's like it's astonishing like they talk about attachment and the tradition and how do we get rid of attachment and whatever it is you're in say a painful relationship with someone even just in your head still obsessing how can I get rid of this and it turns out when you stop trying that it happens this easing of attachment as we stop trying to find ourselves in that attachment whether it's career or relationship and that comes in my experience as we taste this presence this awareness that's free that's open so thank you There's a dimension to the sort of non-striving or like non-reactivity that 
I've been aware lately. It's like, there are all these sort of contracts in my head. I think I have to act on, but I don't remember really signing them, but I've acted <laughs> on them. And like, um, the idea of like, oh, what? It was sort of, it's just, it just feels like conditioned by situations, circumstances, other people like, oh no, there's a, there's something in me that can be wise and that can let happen. And even in the face of other people's demands or needs or wishes or, or whatever, or what I think they are. And, you know, it's like that expression, don't just do something, sit there. You know, and and a lot of times my mind is like, you mean just be here and feel? Yeah. And uh, but um, you know, that seems to be makes life more uh, much more enjoyable, if not satisfying or positive. Yeah, it's uh, thank you. It's true. And sometimes, like first of all, again, it's so helpful speaking to everyone to think about it this radical not striving in moments that's the loophole in the terrible contract of self-perfection or achievement or fixing um just for a moment i'm just gonna sit here and sometimes say you have pain sorrow anger it really feels like you're going to fry like there is a skillet on the stove and if you sit still you will fry and the the discovery you again you're kind of sweet talking yourself saying just for a moment i will be with my feelings just that letting be and even if i'm sizzling away and turning nice and crispy and we discover that then we drop in to freedom just for a moment sometimes that discovery like that C.S. Lewis articulated, I sat with anger and discovered her name was grief, along with that seeming opening and transformation. We have a feeling of what freedom is, that things change, that they flow, that there's a presence to our lives that isn't fixed and it isn't subject to that contract if that makes sense it does yeah and it also allows me to begin to feel when i'm part of somebody else's contract and i don't you know it's their contract and there may be a strong implicit or explicit wish for me to do my part but but then it feels like freedom when I can just, you know. Um, so anyway, I think that yeah. the many felines at the meeting will understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, cats are good at that. Um, but also, um, it's interesting what you bring because it, there is a way to play a role 
and we see that we play a role in other people's dramas and stories, but there's a way in which we can observe ourselves in our roles, either other people's or our own inherited and conditioned roles, and also simultaneously see that that is not who we are, that who we most truly are is this awareness, this authentic self that, that is like inherently um, not clinging. And it's seeing, seeing. The simplest way to put it is that in any given moment, we can align ourselves with seeing, with compassion, and with the simplest body feeling of being present. It's truly uh, remarkable to consider that our way out of suffering is to be willing for a moment to be right here, to be right here. And just see, just feel, just sense. Without seeking anything other than what's here. And we see as we do it, and we can even do it right now and go into meta. And there is this awareness that's alive, that's more alive than any role. So um, we can do a little more practice and we can just be very easy with it and just let really feel what it's like to take your foot off the gas to not be accelerating, striving to go farther, but just the opposite. 
to just be here, just be here, and let your eyes close. And let yourself know that you have company. That you're sitting with others who are just like you in seeking to find softness, ease, a kind of presence that maybe we can't name or describe, but another way to be, just be. And notice that there's an awareness that's already here. And it's inside and also between us. It's something we share. Notice that just resting, we discover an aliveness inside. And notice that we may have a feeling of belonging to life, not being separate. And notice how it feels to rest in this belonging. Just letting breath come in and out and sensation and impressions and life.
And as we make this movement of return, we may experience for a moment what the Buddhists call our basic goodness. Our wish to be alive, to be here. see that we don't have to strive, we can let life come to us. If you wish, you can put two hands in your heart space, like oh, the Buddhas and all who followed. And let yourself feel gratitude for this practice of presence. that offers us a way to freedom. And we don't keep this practice just for ourselves. We dedicate it to the whole world, the whole cosmos. May our work open us and allow us to be vessels for consciousness, for awareness, for compassion, and centering ourselves in the middle of this vast circle. We offer the wishes to ourselves and to everyone all beings, may we all be safe from all hurt, imbalance, injustice, illness. May we all be well, as well as we can be, finding refuge. 
Trojan resources to thrive. May we all know that we belong here, that we're welcomed and cared for. May we live with ease, no matter what our circumstances or obstacles at the moment. And may all of us everywhere be completely free inside and outside. Thank you. Thank you so much for your, for being here, for your company, for your presence, for your practice, for your donations and your contributions in all ways. Thank you and blessings to you and take good, good care of yourselves. And I look forward to seeing you again when you can. Bye-bye. Thank you, Trish. Bye-bye. Thank you. 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 Th